F. Looking out a dirty old window. Outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing heading down. I search for. Hello, this is Minute 20 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I'm Dan Costa, your host. With me today is Lan. Hello again. And Jesse Cooper. Howdy. All right, guys, welcome back. This is the montage episode. We begin with a shot of uh, Cher and, and Dion together, and it ends with Cher's report card, a shot of Cher's report card. After we see Cher and Dion reveling in their handiwork... As Mr. Geist and, uh, uh, I'm sorry, what's it, the, Mr. Hall and Miss Geist, and Ms. Geist are sitting yeah. together. Yep, thank you. It's a very and, progressive, uh, it's very progressive. They got married and he took her <laughs> last name. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, then we go directly into montage. The song is actually, I did some very limited research on this, is uh, called Change. And it's by a band called Lightning Seeds. Have you guys ever heard of the band Lightning Seeds? Never in my life. No, it sounds sounds like a Final Fantasy spell or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Or not Final Fantasy spell, like maybe like a booster or something. Well, um, they are an English alternative band formed in 1989 by Ian Brody. I believe that's how it's uh, pronounced. And they were well known for their single Three Lions, which actually went number one to the in the UK in 1996. I've never heard of that song. Uh, That was doesn't ring a bell. I'll have to look it up and see if I know it. It it was um, they did it with uh, again. Forgive me if I uh, mispronounce this. Badil and Skinner, and I watched this, and the best way I could describe this is. It's soccer or football propaganda music. (laughs) Wait, wait. It is. (laughs) Like, do people need to be convinced of something with soccer? It is is something to do with the three lions on the jersey. So it would be as if I was singing Patriots, Patriots, they're so great. They've got a guy on the guy's face (laughs) on the uniform. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so maybe if that was a theme song or something to football, I'd watch it. You know, just check it out because it is kind of weird. The guys all, two of the guys look like John Oliver, which I'm all for guys looking like John Oliver being major musicians. Is that like low key uh, racism somehow? Are you saying all British people look like John Oliver? (laughs) (laughs) I knew I was going to say something stupid. Yeah, so, well, no, I just love John Oliver so much, that's all I'll say. Um, so, this montage, with the, the lovely music behind it, starts with Mr. Hall's class, and um, the, the tests are being passed back, and um, Elton gives Cher a big, creepy hug, right? Did everybody notice yeah. uh, he's a bit clingy? Yeah, he just goes right in there. Why do I always forget that actor's name? Um, 
Did you ever see the movie Waitress? I have not. No. I know oh, exactly. That's, an... that's uh, Jeremy Sisto, right? Jeremy Sisto. He yeah. plays an abusive husband in Waitress, and um, uh, Carrie Russell is his wife, and um, he he actually plays her really well, and uh, kind of a redneck, which is I think a bit of a stretch for him, but um, I now after seeing that, I can't really shake that because he he was so convincingly creepy in that movie and he's a bit of a creep in this too. So, uh, Cher does not bake interesting pies in order to escape from him and her imagination, like what happens in the movie waitress. So I, that's my recommendation for you two tonight. Watch that at some point. Um, after that, we see, uh, Miss Geist and Mr. Hall share a passionate kiss in the parking lot. An awkward, but passionate kiss. Yes. So it's very kind of funny. She's a pretty good physical comedian. Afterwards, she's trying to get into her her door, the door of her uh their her car and she can't really open the door and she's fumbling and it's they're kind of sweet together. I would like to point out again that Cher and Dion I I'm so sucky with names. Uh Dion, yeah. you got him right. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Cher and Dion are still like creepily just following them hiding behind things and watching them yeah, yeah. <laughs> very creepy very creepy it's it's you know i don't know maybe it's because it's just you know it's them instead of like a creepy 40 year old man or whatever maybe that's the difference they're just making sure that everything that they planned is going as planned and at this point everything is working out the plan for them um uh, miss guys writes weekend homework have fun oh my god so this is Sorry. no <laughs> too much whimsy this is a yeah that's a bit zone. so at this point it reminded me a bit of the rushmore Are you guys familiar with rushmore yeah oh yes very much so the the dream at the beginning where he solves the math equation and he is like <laughs> the hero i think that max wants to be Cher. like he can't be but i think they're they're similar characters in a way yeah, they yeah. like. Yeah, they definitely are. Max gets in his own way, and share everything she does. Kind of works out, and she's rich. Max wants to be that center of attention. He wants to be. I, I, I think he would even want to be a matchmaker, but he he can't because he would fall in love with the person he's trying to, <laughs> the match he's trying to make. So uh, you know, I especially like this next scene. Share. Um, arrives at the outdoor lunch, which would not make sense if it were raining, and she gets um, uh, applause from her classmates. It's, it's, it's a little goofy. I think my favorite part, though, of that, of that scene of her walking out onto the, into the patio and everyone applauding her is if you take a look at Amber sitting like, kind of right up front and center, and she's wearing like a furry, big furry white jacket and I did earmuffs. I yeah. And earmuffs. Yeah. <laughs> And she's kind of clapping sarcastically at first and then picks yeah. it up. But I just can't get over the fact that she's wearing, like, a giant fur jacket and earmuffs. And it's probably 75 degrees out. I definitely did notice that, yeah. <laughs> I, I I do think, again, I'm going to say, I think that if Amber didn't start rave culture, she definitely had something to do with the wardrobe <laughs> that they all wore. So, um, 
She she's one step away from being a raver. It'd have to be rainbow colored, and then she. It would be absolutely right. So she says, actually, Cher says the entire student student body was utterly grateful for the improvement in their grades. So somehow you're right. She not only helped that whole class, but the whole school's (laughs) grades are now improved because of Cher. Do they only have like one teacher? Like that's like one of the only way. It, yeah, and then uh, we actually just uh, the montage is finished with a shot of uh, her report card, which has shown that her grades have now been up to an A. So she she definitely was a mission accomplished. So was Cher setting up um, the two teachers strictly for personal gain, or was she doing it for the betterment of the two people? Uh, I think it definitely started out as. Uh, a selfish move and then realized mm-hmm. that you know hey this all worked out and not only you know that that feels good too on top of it like i helped out these people but also i'm getting the adulation of all of the student body and yeah. my grades went up so maybe that's the difference between uh share in the beginning of the movie and share at the end of the movie where she's still helping people but she's doing it more um not for her own benefit as josh was saying that if you actually help somebody else for, you know, without any sense of reward. Right. Um, so, uh, Jesse, I believe that you did some homework for us. Yes. Uh, Why don't you explain to us what this homework assignment was? So, uh, to Parth Kimono a little bit, we uh, were talking about uh, other things that Alicia Silverstone was in, and she was in this movie that looked really interesting called God's Behaving Badly. Um, it was a adap- The movie was an adaptation of the book by the same name, and turns out that uh, it was fully shot with a star-studded uh, cast, but it got such poor uh, re- reviews in, uh, I think it was the Roman Film Festival, I want to say. Uh, I, I'm a little iffy on which film festival. But it got such poor reviews that they just didn't release it. Like, ever. Really? So, so, so yeah. shelved it. So, it's just a full movie that has reviews and everything, almost all of them scathing. Um... Apparently, Christopher Walken eats a, a hero, or Jiro, or yeah. Gyro, <laughs> however you say it, yeah. uh, in a very disgusting manner at one point, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christopher Walken, uh, Walken, that's playing Zeus, also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Yeah, I don't really... I think, I mean... It, it looks it looked like there was going to be like a nightmare from all the reviews, and I kind of wish it was still like yeah, released. Oh no! Now I want to try and track it down. It's got to be out there somewhere. I I know. Tried through all the memes I had, legal and not so legal, and I couldn't find one like at all. Like I I'm don't gonna th- have to. I don't think it was get like- on Facebook and get people on this case. Yeah, yes, we need your help. That'll be our next minute by minute podcast. <laughs> this movie that no one has ever seen we'll break it down for you so you don't have exactly. to exactly right <laughs> well um thank you jesse for that report um and let me see i have a question for you guys who is your favorite character in clueless that's a good this question it's gonna be tough for <laughs> i think i like ty 
think I like Ty the best. Yeah, we actually will. Um, we'll get to meet her next introduced minute. Introduced her. Yeah, right, right. So that's exciting. I, she looks pretty much like I did in high school. <laughs> I would like to agree with Lan because she was like one of the only <laughs> characters that I actually like identified with the whole way through. So I and I I agree. I like her. I will. Um, I will just her accent bothers me a little bit we'll talk about that next minute but i i would have to say probably josh i think uh, uh, really? uh i'm a run man i'm a run man <laughs> i really like uh donald Faison's character too um after- he is just a charming guy right <laughs> yeah it's, like he does like i don't feel like he does that much like he's in a few really important scenes but like he's kind of doesn't do much in the movie, honestly. But I like yeah, him a lot. He, I, I'm trying to think of what I saw him in recently, and I said, wow, this guy, he's just a charming actor. And Oh, uh, remember the Titans. Just just a very likable actor. He should be in more things. So Yeah, he really should. should. <laughs> hot take. He's just living off... Yeah, hot take. <laughs> he's just living off that Scrubs bunny. Um, so, Ev, do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about with this minute? I, uh, the montage... No, uh, I took a I took a screen cap of the report card just because yeah. I was curious as to what was written on it, and it's all like it looks. It, it's kind of weird because it looks like her grades got written over, and her dad yeah. like doesn't seem to question it. Uh, <laughs> but but the, the thing that got me about it was the very last one is her geometry uh, score, her geometry grade, and which she has an A in. But the comment from the teacher just says nice shapes. That's it. <laughs> what was that? Is that nice inappropriate shapes. somehow? That's it. I, I don't know. It's kind of creeping me out. It's yeah, kind of giving me a little bit of a creeper vibe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I bet there's a darker side to the whole clueless world that, yeah, we don't want any part of. I, she got to um, be in biology because she wouldn't dissect a frog. I can't hold that against her. I wouldn't do it in no. high school either. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's like a pretty common thing. It's not just like a... Uh, sitcom trope that i do remember that happening people were refusing to do that so you gotta stay uh, i was beliefs. i was too squeamish back then i couldn't do it <laughs> oh i wasn't squeamish at all i did uh the worm and the uh frog like multiple times oh yeah we we had a whole jar full of critters that we just had, like throughout this semester we had a team uh you know like four of us and it's like all right now it's time for the worm and we had a grasshopper and a fish oh, and yeah. they they were all just awful Awful, awful, awful. <laughs> have, you, have you ever eaten but, a cricket before? I have not. not. Yes, yeah, so I was a Boy Scout, and like they taught, they were teaching us how to like ways to get protein without like ha- having to actively hunt. One of them is uh, grasshoppers and crickets. Just twist their yeah, head, bugs. pull it out, and you can roast them. Just, they just taste like almost nothing. Oh really? Yeah. They're Are they crunchy? Them. Yeah, yeah, they're crunchy. <laughs> but, you know, that's it. I know people like to, make... to roast them and, and put them in candy, too. I think people make cricket flour as well. Yeah, cricket flour yep, is a that thing. Is, that is also a thing, yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a supposedly, like, a really good way to get, like, sneak protein into stuff that doesn't normally have a lot of protein in it. Uh, I don't know. I, I think worked... I would do I worked at a pet uh, at a pet store for a while and was always like up to my armpits and crickets. I don't I don't think I want to. <laughs> I'm not squeamish anymore as a result of working there, but I also don't right. really want to eat crickets anymore. Oh man, I was going to make you guys my famous cricket cookies, but uh, <laughs> I guess not. I'll save that for the uh, the gods behaving badly podcast. Um, <laughs> so 
let's uh well we'll let you guys plug then um uh we'll start with lan and um lan uh anything you'd like to plug uh just my run on the old good old uh a talking cast and the boy next door and if you are so inclined to watch me uh replurk other people on twitter or just a replurk i'm also on plurk but that's you know <laughs> a social media site that almost no one uses just me and my friends it's kind of like twitter but think of every tweet gets its own comment thread it's kind of handy more people oh, should use that's it. That's interesting. That yeah. makes more Lurk. sense with, I think, than how, like, Twitter seems to work. At least used to work, anyway. Yeah, it's, it's kind of handy, but not too many people use it. Uh, but uh, you can watch me retweet other people on Twitter at Hellglass, H-E-L-L-G-L-A-S-S. And, uh, Jesse, how about you? Uh, I have a podcast called Turn the Page. It's a uh, podcast of about choose your own adventure books i read choose your own adventure book with a couple of friends we adventure and goof and review the book as well as get on plenty of tangents and and stuff like that uh i it's been going for a little bit so if you want to try it out i would suggest listening to the lost jewels in a booty episodes yes i look forward to it myself um and I am on Twitter at Uncle underscore Batman, and I do pretty much the same as Land. I just retweet funny people, and I uh, compliment podcasts. I, I consider myself an anti-troll. I've had um, nice conversations on Twitter by complimenting minor celebrities. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know Michael Hitchcock, who's on um, most of like the Christopher Guest movies? Uh. Nope. Uh, well, I told him that I thought his performance. I mean, I've seen and, them. I'm like, I'm not like I've yeah. seen those movies. I'm trying to think of who he is. He's he's the one that goes Corky, and uh, he's he's married to um, Parker Posey and Best in Show. Okay, yes, now I definitely yes. know. So I tweeted to him and just told him how much I loved his performance on um, uh, Waiting for Guffman, and it was one of my favorite comedic performances. And he he was just he's like, oh, thank you, that made my day. Yeah, I don't know. It's, oh, it's that's always nice to I do call, that. Yeah, yeah. After, I after listening people. to um, the last episode of Dead Authors podcast, where Chris Tallman kept going off on tangents about Buckaroo Banzai and didn't know if it was out on Blu-ray, I sent him a picture of uh, my copy of the Blu-ray, and he was like nerding out with me. So things like that are always <laughs> that's fun. Cool. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, and uh, besides that, one day I'll have a podcast, but we'll talk about that at another time. I want to thank you guys. It's a pleasure to uh, to do these episodes with you guys. And uh, we will be back tomorrow for episode 21 of As If, the Clueless Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted. Executive produced and hosted by Dan Costa. With my guests, Lan and Jesse Cooper. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram at As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.